Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Gloetz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's here with me today. Good day, sir. Welcome to my humble abode. It's great to be here. Today we're talking about your article that appeared in the Reader on July 15th, 2015, titled The Next Great Cause in Chicago, a Financial Transaction Tax. Something you know quite a bit about. And not as much as I'm going to. You wrote of the announcement by Mayor Rahm Emanuel that the city will stop spending money on new projects in seven tax increment financing districts in and around the Central Business District. And the city will terminate those districts when it finishes spending on existing projects. You noted that this leaves 150 <laughs> TIF districts in yeah, place. Well, we'll give or take a few. Go into know, that later. Yeah. You also advocated for the city to impose a financial transaction tax on the buying and selling of stocks and commodities within Chicago's four trading exchanges. Yes. For the uninitiated, we should probably once again talk about what tax increment financing is and how it works in Chicago. It's a scam in which the city applies a surcharge to the property taxes you pay in the name of things like schools and parks and the county, and then takes that surcharge, which amounts to approximately, well, it varies, 300 to 400 to 500 million a year depending on what year, and siphons it off to bank accounts controlled by the mayor. So essentially, it's a slush fund that's generated by the property taxes that Chicagoans erroneously believe they're sending to the schools and the parks. Opposing the mayor's scheme to close TIFs in around the Central Business District is Crane Chicago Business's Greg Hines. Hines wrote in a piece on July 14th, 2015, titled, Emanuel's Foolhardy Move to Kill Off Downtown TIFs. And he wrote, quote, TIF dollars in his tenure, meaning Emanuel, haven't gone to private incentives, but big infrastructure projects needed for a job center's health. Things like new L stations and schools, bridge projects and parks to serve the new loops residential neighborhoods. And he goes on to say there are plenty of needs. They include the 62-acre site along the river just south of Roosevelt Road. It's come back to life with the economy and soon should house thousands of new residential units that Chicago needs and which will provide lots of tax revenues. But the land needs infrastructure, likely $100 million plus in roads and sewers and the like. The land is in the Jefferson-Roosevelt TIF district, but if its spending is frozen... Where's Emanuel going to get the money, end quote? And I'm guessing you'd say to Heinz that you could get it from a financial transaction tax. My old pal Greg and I have been debating the TIF issue for a while. Greg has sort of morphed into a modern-day version of Bert Nateris, who is the former alderman from The Loop, who used to always yell at me about being too hard on the TIF program. And then, in fact, all good things that have ever happened in the downtown area is thanks to, one, Mayor Daly, and two, the TIF program. So um, Greg sort of picking up the torch from the great Burton Terrace. I don't trust the city when it comes to these development plans. Of all the things we need right now, taking money from the public schools to develop that land that's just south of Roosevelt Road, I think that's the lowest on the list, uh, particularly when we have these enormous obligations that we're facing that are requiring them to cut services in the public schools. So if a private developer cannot on his or her own develop that land, then I'd say, well, it should not go to the top of the list of our needs, particularly if we're going to take money from the public schools to pay for it. Heinz seems to be arguing 
for the intent of tax increment financing, which is using existing tax dollars to make an investment in development that would generate new tax dollars. That is correct. A good example of this is just south and a little east of that site is, oh, I'm blanking on the name of it, but it's a big condominium townhome development where Mayor Daly actually lived. Central Station. Central Station. That was TIF funded. I would say that's their great achievement, that they used TIF dollars to prepare that land for development. And then the land is generating big amounts of property tax dollars that it hadn't been developing for. The promise that once the development was completed, they kept pouring the TIF dollars into a bank account, which was just excess slush for Mayor Daly to waste. So you're saying that that particular development is a good example of an investment that generated lots of property tax money, but then it wasn't terminated. Right, it wasn't terminated. If you take a TIF program in the abstract, just as a device to raise money to fund a particular development, it's a useful tool, no doubt about that. But the way we use it in Chicago is not useful. It turns into a slush fund. So to suddenly have this shadow budget that only the mayor controls, that nobody sees, there's no accounting for it, and to say, well, he used some of it for CTA, so stop complaining. I don't think that's healthy for Chicago. That leads to the kinds of budget nightmares that we're currently having with our schools where we really can't believe anything they tell us because there's so much finagling going on with these public dollars. Then that's all I've got time for. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Listeners, we always welcome your questions and comments and suggestions for future interviews. You can get those to us via Facebook and Twitter. Search for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Glowatz. Thanks for listening.